Hi. Welcome to Music is Good. You ever, like, drink water and then try to talk immediately after and then your voice just doesn't come out? All the time, forever. It's a good time. You're too hydrated to talk. <laughs> too hydrated to talk. I'm sorry, I can't talk right now. I'm too hydrated. Yes. Welcome to Music is Good. I wasn't expecting to choke on my water while I was doing my intro. Yeah, it's noon for us, but, like, we're 20-something, so it's it's early. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy with the vibe. I'm just happy to be a part of it. I'm so glad. I'm, I, I fell off. I, like, fell off an incline on my scooter, like, last Friday. So I am just, like, propped up in bed with a magic bag. It's fine. It's fine. If you hear any crunching sounds, that's my back. <laughs> Understood. Understood. Okay, you know what? I'm, I'm keeping that. We're just going with the casual vibes today. <laughs> Welcome to Music is Good. My name is Devlin Galloway, and today I am joined by... Tuesday Ferguson. And our special guest star... Jason Schwimmer. Uh, would, you like to, would you like to do an intro for yourself? Just whatever you want to include? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'm Jason. I have a podcast. And these fine folks over at uh, Music is Good, your tried and true uh, maitre d's hosts with the mosts uh asked me on here and i was super stoked and uh no i'm being i'm being totally serious when i when you guys reached out i was so pumped because um the first episode i listened to and i think mandatory listening if you're a fan of this podcast is uh the digimon the movie soundtrack episode (laughs) yeah uh truly loved your takes i think that there aren't enough podcasts talking about the Angela Anaconda intro to the Digimon movie. It's a classic. I think there needs to be more acknowledgement. I think I think that like this is a good continuation of the theme of like early 2000s Canadian animation. Like my existence, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a firm believer that since they rebooted Digimon last year, that they should reboot the movie, but do an updated Angela Anaconda intro. That was my last take on the (laughs) Digimon movie. Like, whoever's photos they use to animate it, whoever's photos they use for the collage to animate it, like, whoever they are. They need to be like an an adult, but like in like the same body from the cartoon. And are we doing like a um, wet, hot American summer netflix show where like they're playing the same age but they are clearly older (laughs) i think it should be like the brady bunch movies personally like yes what a like they're still they're still living in 2002 but like they're just dealing with the current hellscape I, i i was raised on um brady bunch reruns and then was shown those movies and i will i i can never unsee the scene where they're singing and dancing on the airplane. Do you two know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember the movies would come on like YTV at night, like as a rerun. And I'd be like, this isn't the Brady Bunch. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> it was that. And um, that's how I saw, I think like Teletoon at night did a Super Mario Brothers yeah. movie or they showed the Super Mario Brothers movie. And I, my mind was blown because I didn't know it existed. And then I was so excited and disappointed at the same time. Was Captain Lou in that one? 
Um, I know that I think Bob Hopkins is in it, but that's all I know. I'm looking this up. Devin? I'm looking it up. I too. need to know because Captain Lou is Mario. Devin? Captain Lou is Mario is my Devin? my heart, my soul, my everything. Doesn't Bob play like Bowser or King Koopa in the movie? Yeah, I think so. I'm a I'm a Super Mario Brothers movie enjoyer personally. I think it's the right kind of just hellish. Yeah, it's the right kind of chaos. That's for sure. I just he was not in the movie. He was only in the Super Show. Bob Hoskins plays Mario Mario. It's John Ligazamo that plays Luigi Mario. And Dennis Hopper as King Koopa. Oh, okay. Iconic. My favorite thing about that is that the last names that they use in that movie, like the Mario Mario, is like Nintendo canon now. Like in all the games, it is Mario Mario <laughs> and Luigi Mario. <laughs> Just expanding on the universe. You know, the lore we didn't know we needed. They like don't want anything to do with that movie but they want the last names <laughs> i always find like lore of like long-running properties really interesting like um i i once i once read a whole thing of like king of the hill production notes where like they're super strict about like staying on model and the posture and they're like hank would never raise his eyebrows this far <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not i'm not exaggerating like, that's just what it's like. That's incredible. So for all of you who are writing King of the Hill fan fiction out there, make sure you uh, brush up on that lore before you get started. Hank would never. Hank does not ever. do PDA. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, what are we talking about today? Not a genuine question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I believe we are talking about um, the Backstreet Boys, Backstreet's Back, All from right. the Year of Our Lord, right. 1997, released released on, as released on the same year as Yours Truly, Tuesday Ferguson. I was also <laughs> released that year. Um, what label so were you like, on? Uh, I feel like I feel like there's some joke to be made about like gender assigned at birth, but I haven't made it up yet. Fair but, like there's some joke to be made about that. You guys can it's okay. I, 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 you can edit it in post. Okay, I'll I'll work on it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I caught you off guard there. I put you on the spot. I I was just gonna say, shall we explain the context why we made this particular choice of this particular musical artist? Yes, please do. For those listeners who don't know the reason, by all means, Jason, do you want to do the honors? Oh man. This is a lot of pressure, but I'll yeah. give it a shot. Oh, it's up to you. I don't want to. I don't want to pressure oh, you. Oh, I'm. Uh, I'm doing it. Let's do it. So, okay, let's let's do the this. reason why I've been invited here today is that I was the voice of DW on Arthur from season seven to ten of the show, yes. and one of the episodes I was in was a TV special called Arthur. It's only rock and roll featuring the aforementioned musical artists known as the Backstreet Boys. So, Except it's their personas. Yes, naturally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was I was rewatching the episode. I definitely had the like the storybook adaptation as a kid. It's probably somewhere in my home. The, my parents are probably like reading it to my niece and then she'll probably be like, "Who are the Backstreet Boys? I'm 4." Um <laughs> 
<laughs> so it was just really jarring to see everyone as bunnies. Like, I appreciated it, but it was a little too realistic for my comfort. I totally agree. I've been brushing up on my Backstreet Boys interview specials and live performances in preparation for this day. And uh, it's very weird. This holy day. This holy day, the year of our Lord, July 27th, 2021. Um, <laughs> yeah. seeing, seeing a bunny or, or anteater, I forget what animal Nick is, but in any case. <laughs> I think he's like an ambiguous bear rodent. Got it. Like, like a lot of a lot of people on Arthur just have like ears, you know. Yeah, ears and tufts There's of fur, debate. and they are just ambiguous yeah. animals. They're just a little guy. Yeah, I will say that they are weirdly animated, different than like everyone else in the show. They do look a little, a little more detailed. <laughs> well, they're also much taller than the other characters. Mm-hmm. They're like giants. <laughs> yeah, but like. I brushed up on that this morning because I, I realized, like, oh, wait, this is a uh, a television thing. I can just go and watch this. I don't have to just listen to the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I watched, like, the live performance part of the episode this morning. And I also watched the completely remade version of I Want It That Way done in the Arthur style, which is incredible and I think should be the main music video. With, like, Muffy chasing after Nick Carter? Yes. Agreed. I I died. I just have... I have a list of notes on my phone just from, like, watch... I did watch the whole episode. I did dedicate myself... The, the thing about Arthur that I have, like, tried to articulate is that, like, when I was a kid, it was kind of like the only baby show that was still socially acceptable to watch after you turned eight. Because, like, Arthur holds up. Like, you're still allowed to watch Arthur. No, it's um, great. I'd watch it if I had cable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just have a bunch of notes about, like, just my favorite lines of dialogue. <laughs> uh, such as uh, when Francine's trying to, like, recruit people for her band. She's like, you like snacks, right? You like guitar, right? Well, like, that's how I, that's how I ask people to join bands. It is. That is how that's you the, do it. That's the strategy I use. Yeah. Everyone is food motivated. I also quite enjoyed Fern. This is a rock band, not a let's read poetry and drink tea party. <laughs> Which, let's be real, let's read <laughs> let's read poetry and drink tea party sounds pretty sweet, too. Fern is underrated, and I also feel like people have definitely said that to my face, or some variation of that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, which? That Fern is underrated, or this isn't a let's drink tea and read poetry party? The latter, but like both. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine that you're getting in heated debates over the legitimacy of Fern as a character in your daily life. <laughs> Fern deserves better. I agree. Fern deserves better. I've been like transfixed looking at this single image from the like redone music video of them like walking in front of that like ominous glow, but they're all animals and it's just it's transfixing. <laughs> so unrelated to Arthur for a second, because I was talking to Tuesday about this before recording, but I didn't think I would like know any of these songs on the album but i worked in a grocery store for three years and every time a new song would come on i immediately knew all the words just because they'd play that album every day in the grocery store (laughs) this is primo grocery store and just like general public space music 100 percent. like it's you're in the food court of the mall music totally 
grocery stores owned three CDs in that era. <laughs> <laughs> and this was one of them. <laughs> Wait, what were the other ones? Uh, that one that had breakfast at Tiffany's and... Um, Sixpence and the Richer. Yes. And those were them. That's yeah. it. <laughs> That's it. Occasionally they'd have a fourth and it was just a burnt CD with... Uh, clothing time repeating six times in a row (laughs) (laughs) and then flash forward to uh to the modern day and it's all just daughtry songs oh my god daughtry i had forgotten how could you you unlocked a you unlocked a forbidden memory right there i thought (laughs) i had forgotten for good (laughs) and that's why i'm here and that's all i have for you good night (laughs) well that's what we need in this space this is this is what it's all about I'm just... In my mind, Daughtry takes up the same space as Hinder. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know Hinder. I'm so glad You're you said off. that because I... I, I also didn't. But I, I didn't want to admit that I didn't know what that was. That maybe like before my time. Before my much music phase. That's fair. That is fair. Oh, (laughs) much music. This is a Canadian podcast. Fantastic. We're hitting like all the CanCon requirements right now. Yes. Hello, public radio. We have said at least three Canadian things. We're good for the week. Yes. Please fund us. (laughs) Oh, yes. Please, please. Let's get that sweet, sweet funding. Yeah. (laughs) So what I really want to know, going back to Arthur for a second, is the special is called, like, the rock and roll. Like, that part I'm, like, focusing on. But it's Backstreet Boys, which are, like, notoriously not rock and roll. I'm curious. I like to think that, like, the people who were writing and making the episode were all, like, boomers. Like, they were just like, oh, so this is just like the Beatles. They were on the Ed Sullivan show. They saw the Backstreet Boys. It's just a rock and roll band. They referenced. I, I don't know what that voice was, but yeah, but they they referenced um, the Beatles um, in that chase scene that happens. It's uh, oh yeah, and uh, I I thought yeah. that was pretty funny. Uh, the bit where they stop at the um, they stop at like the the cross light sign light thing, and then they <laughs> all wait together like mid chase. And then Binky's like, wait, I have an idea. And they just stop running and sign autographs. And then the chase is over. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good bit. That's that a really is good really bit. Cool. I was going to say, I like that the special um, It's Only Rock and Roll is not their only appearance in the show. It's not? No. In the episode Bitsy's Breakup, they're mentioned. And then in season in a season 13 and season 24 episode, they are mentioned as flashbacks where everyone's basically like, Hey, remember when the Backstreet Boys were at the, in this show? Whoa. <laughs> I like to imagine that this is like the Arthur universe has been splintered into alternate realities a la MCU. And they've got to remember, yeah. they've got to remember a time before the snap when the Backstreet Boys performed in Elwood city. I do. I do enjoy that. Like they're on a timeline, even though like, like, the celebrities who have been featured have like been like <laughs> either like representative of a different era or like Ret- retired. <laughs> yeah. Or like, like Mr. Rogers, like 
passed away not long after he was on Arthur, right? Like, those those events came together for me. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, I it's pretty it's pretty wild to think that a show as iconic for the time and even to this day as Arthur um, and the Backstreet Boys were able to team up, even though it was maybe after the yeah. Backstreet Boys were, you know, maybe past their their height of their popularity. But still, it's pretty wild. Yeah, I was I was looking at other celebrity cameos, and there was a recent one where they had Adina Menzel, who is most known to Argus ta- target audience as the voice of Elsa in Frozen. Um, she was she was uh, the brain's therapist after there was a hurricane, and he developed an anxiety disorder. Um, oh my god! Whoa! So like it threw it threw me off that like. They had a frozen. They had a frozen bit in Arthur. Like, you know, at the end of the episode, she comes into the ice cream shop, and she's like, "Hey, brain, can you make me some ice cream? You know, I love everything frozen." But I'm. Um, <gasps> wow, oh that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm surprised Disney let that fly. They're so protective. <laughs> Wait, does Disney own Arthur yet? Do they? I feel like it's a matter of time. Hey, Disney, if you're thinking about purchasing Arthur, we just want part of that percent as like a finder's fee. Yeah. We're thinking like 15 percent. Cut us in. And then if you think about it, I say the uh, this podcast deserves like 13.5 of that percent. And I'll just take my small, small cut of that. Um, but we, Personally, we can work it out. I'd like the. I'd like the computer games where they read the stories to you to be re-released on Steam. Like they've done for Pajama Sam. Wait, Pajama Sam is back on Steam? Or is on Steam? It's on Steam. It's like three bucks per game. <laughs> three bucks well spent. Yeah. Do they do they do they have all the uh all the Lego Island mo- uh games? Because those were my jam. I don't know. I don't I, think so yet. I was actually talking about the Lego games to my girlfriend earlier because we were talking about like some some gamer we didn't like and we were like what if we designed a virus where every time he tries to click on something it's just the the conductor from the Lego games being like whoops you have to put the CD into your computer <laughs> <laughs> I those games made such an impact on my life uh I remember being my mom fondly tells me this story from when I was like six or something and mm-hmm. where uh they were like what do you want to be when you grow up and i said i wanted to be a pizza delivery man and it's because pepper one of the protagonists of the lego island movie uh games is a pizza delivery man and that conductor goes pepper he's hot and that's all i wanted out of life <laughs> for real yeah, yeah that's, i can relate to that <laughs> I was I was also talking. We were we were watching uh, the Muppets Christmas Carol recently in the group chat, and I was talking about Muppets Treasure Island, the video game from 1996, which was like like it was it had to be spread out between three different discs to install it because like it was like a full like full motion video game from 1996. They just have like all these like live like Muppet footage. <laughs> 
Wow, the concept like... the concept art from this game looks crazy. Whoa. I just like that it's three discs, like a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to get this brainworm out since you mentioned uh, the Arthur universe being splintered, like the uh, MCU. My brain brainworm. immediately just started screaming Binky in the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> yeah. I like this concept. I just I like this concept a lot. Yeah, I think that uh, I think we should get our we should go. This this episode is all about uh, fan fiction. It turns out, and I'm on board. We're doing a uh, Super Mario fan fiction. We're doing King of the Hill fan fiction, and now Arthur fan fiction. I do also have like a segment of the long rant I did in my notes app about like how. It started as, like, a think piece about how, like, the animation style in Arthur has changed since they're, like, able to, like, automate a lot of stuff as opposed to hand-drawing it. And how, like, there's probably, like, less money in it for, I don't know. Like, I, basically my conclusion is that, like, people who would have worked on Arthur back in the day are now, like, furries making bank off, like, really specific fetish art. So like they don't they don't need to they don't need to apply PBS. Um, it made more sense in my head. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We're just continuing our tradition of explaining niche internet things to our guests. <laughs> no, I I I need I need more info because this is fascinating. <laughs> no, I just I just mean like it was something about how like. Okay, so so you're familiar with how the animation in Arthur kind of looks like crap right now, right? I mean, it definitely looks different. It's just like it's it's very different since they got like bought out, and they're like definitely like it's definitely like cheaper animation, and obviously now like things are more high tech, and they don't need to rely on hand drawing, so they can produce, they can just you know pump out episodes faster, and like I think that I don't know. I was talking about like how the state of animation has changed really rapidly and also how like just I've heard from my friends who are in the animation industry just how everyone gets treated like crap and I was basically like you know it's probably okay that they can automate it because the animators get treated like crap and they'd probably make better money selling highly specific uh furry art online oh (laughs) Or something. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Tuesday, I, I appreciate your boldness of talking. I'm sorry. This is what I'm like as a person. I mean, I just appreciate like, inviting someone from the show and being like, the animation looked like crap. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but it's been like. <laughs> but it's been like 18 years, so it's okay. Like, it's okay. <laughs> Is it okay? I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is this, um, this is what I wanted. I am here for this. I would also like to say, I would also like to say I found it interesting that this episode of Arthur predates the movie School of Rock by a couple years, but it basically has the same plot except it's Mrs. McGrady instead of Jack Black. I never I would just oh like God. to say that. I never realized that. It's pretty much the same thing. There's <laughs> I mean, School of Rock just came back into my brain. I mean, it definitely doesn't occupy the same space that it should. I, I should be thinking about School of Rock every day because I love that movie. But it holds up. 
as someone who's now like a professional like person who like works with and mentors youth like i would say that like that's it's pretty relevant <laughs> to like <laughs> my professional practice or whatever <laughs> whoa like i i i would say that like a lot of my job is just being like what do you like kids and they're like i like to burn stuff and i'm like have you ever played drums before and they're like no <laughs> that's my job hey kid do you like to hit stuff have i got an instrument for you honestly i worked at a summer camp that was basically like teaching kids to play instruments and form bands with each other and that's like pretty much how we approached it like do you like to hit stuff got a job for you bud i was reading the, I didn't realize that one of the bands in this episode is called You Stink. That's my favorite band name I've ever heard. Not to be confused with the other band. <clears throat> the other band in this uh, episode, We Stink. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. I'm on the uh, the Arthur fandom wiki right now, reading the page about You Stink. And the mm-hmm. first name is that it's possibly a play on the band names of U2 and NSYNC, which is... Oh, which is good in my mind. To be honest, having spoken to the to to the people who were involved in writing this episode, I I think that might be real. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's really funny to have the Backstreet Boys on there and then have another band referencing NSYNC because in my mind they were like rivals at the time. Totally. I also get their members confused with each other quite often in my head. In my All head, yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. I, I realized when, when I was listening to this album and then watching interviews and stuff that I didn't actually know what the Backstreet Boys looked like. <laughs> also, like, all the Carters kind of blend together. Totally. Totally. Just a mess, a mess think, of blonde. I think Aaron Carter is, like, more of my time. Like, I remember when he was on Lizzie McGuire and he was like, Merry Christmas, Lizzie McGuire. Um... <laughs> Excuse me while I Google that. <laughs> um, but the way I differentiate them is that Aaron Carter was the one who was involved in the ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny. So, like, that's how I that's how I tell them apart. Wow. Like, like, like the Flash animation. I mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We've, we've cast a very wide net of connections in this episode so far, and I'm like connecting the. <laughs> I'm building our yeah. conspiracy board right now, like connecting the dots. Side note: Have you I've... have you all seen what Aaron Carter looks like now? Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, he's got. He's he looks like a SoundCloud rapper. Totally. Anyways, I, I just okay. I'm looking. I'm looking it up. This is insane. Oh my god! Like face tattoos. Yeah. Whoa. I did not see that coming. Anyway, that's, anyway, <laughs> I. Anyway, um, I'm gonna ask: Did you have like a relationship with this album when it came out, or like in the early 2000s when Backstreet Boys was more of a thing than it is nowadays? I mean, it was. I mean, it was everywhere, right? Like, I. I mean, when this album came out, I was six, and mm-hmm. I remember <laughs> just. Yeah, always hearing it. And I remember that in my kindergarten class, there was sort of a thing where 
the boys liked the Backstreet Boys and the girls liked the Spice Girls. And there was a Jets and Sharks rivalry between us all based on which <laughs> which band was better. That's the real gender binary. Totally. And, you know, it's that's that toxic gender stuff people talk about. It was all based on my kindergarten class. Yeah. <laughs> you're either Shark Boy or you're Lava Girl. <laughs> there is no in between. Yeah, if you're non-binary, you can be the dream journal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it was some. It's definitely something that I like. I thought about just like, especially now that I'm, you know, I'm like I'm turning thirty this year, and I just think back on what my life that I've lived up until now, and how wild. Like, this is far too profound for this. I'll, I don't know, but just like, no, do it. Just how toxic and strange. Um, like gender culture and dynamics were and how normalized all that stuff was when I was growing up. Yeah. I mean, compared oh, yeah. to yeah. like, it's wild to think how, how far we've come. And I, and I think it's so cool. Like it must be such, it's, I can't, I'm sure every generation feels like this, but I, I, I feel like being a, you know, a teenager or, or a young teen or whatever, being in high school now must be totally different than how it was when I was growing up. I mean, I graduated high school in 2016, and even now it's, like, wildly different. Yeah, I'm sure. And so, like, listening to this album just takes me back to that. So it's less about what Mm -hmm. the... It's more like these were the songs that were in the background for a time that I am, you know, coming back to, like, you know, remembering and and kind of more embarrassed than anything. Just like, wow, what a what a what a time this was. The Backstreet Boys are, yeah, you know, such a, a reminder of that in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I specifically remember in my elementary school and kindergarten class, if you liked any of that stuff, people would like call you gay, even in kindergarten. It's it's weird how like normalized that language was even in children back then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh totally. Yeah, in my my school, if you liked Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, or any of like the boy band pop artist stuff, no one was having it. You were weird. And it's such a bummer because yeah. like it's just like it's music, you know? It some a lot of it mm-hmm. you know, all of it was look listening back to this album front to back, there were definitely songs I didn't know, but a lot of it had me, you know, vibing in my apartment by myself and i was <laughs> i was having a great time i i've been like trying very hard uh, like leading up to this episode like trying to resist the urge to like derail and like talk about britney spears because like Oof. you know ba- back in the day i was like i'm not like other girls like i listen to avril lavigne not britney spears um <laughs> but like i love britney so dearly um i just think a lot about like kind of how oh my god how do I even articulate this like just like how pop music even back then was like super gendered like there was kind of like this girly teen pop and it had a really specific sound that was kind of manufactured all by Max Martin because he produced for everyone and still does that guy makes (laughs) that guy makes so much money like I don't I don't think like a week goes by where a song he produced is not on the top 40 um, <laughs> Whoa. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but maybe I'm not. I don't I mean, know. <laughs> I'd believe it because that guy is on everything. He's on everything. Long um, and successful career. Yeah. Um. So I just think it's interesting how a lot of that sort of like the teen pop sound of the 90s and early 2000s was like 
considered super gendered or like perceived as really gendered by the kids who were the target audience. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and, and it's in retrospect. Like, I definitely don't know if at the time I was aware of that stuff, but it's it's definitely all I can think about, or not all I can think about, but it's definitely top of mind or front of whatever the expression is. But like, it's definitely something I thought about as soon as I started listening. Hmm. I think it's also interesting how like from a production from a from a musician lens, like you think about how those genres of music like are super influenced by disco. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was, I was really reflecting on how baby one more time is super influenced by like disco. They got the whole like gospel, like backing vocals, which are just like Britney and Max multi-tracked a bunch of times. <laughs> but yeah, it's just interesting how, especially if you think about like how people kind of acted about disco when it was popular because you know it was so racialized and it was like you know that was the gay music i don't know it's just it's just interesting how that evolved mm-hmm. it was a wild time back then even yeah. thinking about it makes me feel older than i actually am though <laughs> <laughs> i was um i didn't realize uh, that the i mean maybe this is just the version of the album i listened to um but that there's a cover of a pm dawn song oh what yeah, set it's called um here it's set adrift on memory bliss. It's not a Backstreet Boys. Yeah, it's not a Backstreet Boys song. And um I was like listening to it I was like there's no way cuz this is definitely like I am not like I like music a lot but I'm definitely not, you know, the most knowledgeable. But I like the first time I, oh, I heard yeah. of PM Dawn it was because um Childish Gambino covered it on some talk show or something. And uh, or that band, and so now I heard it again. I was like, "There's just no way," because I I I've heard this somewhere before, and so I looked it up, and yeah. So I definitely Whoa. did not know that was yeah. a thing at the time. Yeah, that's absolutely wild. Because when I was listening to that song, I thought it sounded familiar. I'm like, "What is this? Right? Is this just a Backstreet Boys song that lives in the back of my head?" I'm like, "No, I feel like I haven't heard this version before." That's wild. it. Also, it also says on Wikipedia that they like incorporated "True" by. Spando ballet, which is a banger. I don't think I know that one. Same. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, I yes. knew it. I yeah, knew yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. I yeah. absolutely knew it. Prime dad music. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, dad, if you're listening. <laughs> I always, I always make jokes about dad music, but it's specifically about my dad. But. <laughs> Like it's dad music. People get the joke. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, as we discussed before, Green Day is now dad music, so it's just it's fine. Honestly, Backstreet, like Backstreet Green Boys Day is, is kind music. of Green Day is kind of dad music. Like Billy Joe Armstrong's son is like not that much younger than me. I don't think. What? <laughs> that can't be true. Is that true? I'm I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I'm He's look- definitely an adult. Look this up. Is, are we ta- his name is Jacob Danger or Joey Armstrong? Which one are we talking? Apparently has two sons. Uh, Let's see. Oh my goodness. One is 22. And this is a very... Yeah, okay. One is this 26. This is like a very long Whoa. Wikipedia page. Yeah. Okay, so one of them's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, this is kind of weirding think about me that out. Too hard. There is one of them that kind of which... kind of looks like me, which is very weird. Yeah. <laughs> Joey Armstrong is now officially. I'm gonna I'm gonna claim this as one of my doppelgangers. Okay, please do. Please. Please do. Wow. We are just on a we are on a journey on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So I guess I'll do a quick section where I uh, talk about some facts about the Backstreet Boys. Um, when this album came out, they actually weren't as popular worldwide, and they were mostly popular in Europe. Which is interesting to me, because Europe definitely likes this kind of stuff. Like, even nowadays, yeah. like, you watch, like, Eurovision, and it's still just Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Basically. But, uh... The first platinum record they ever got was in Germany in 1996 for selling 500,000 copies of their debut album. And they also, like, just won so many European awards. And also, their records came out first in Europe before America or Canada. Like, six months before. Huh. I think that's interesting. I mean... That, that is interesting to me. I guess because probably, like, a lot of their production team was European, like, namely Max Martin. He's Swedish. Mm-hmm. Um, also brings me back to, like, stuff, comments my dad has made about the teen pop of that era, where he was like, yeah, it all sounds like ABBA to me. Whoa. Which I hadn't thought about, but, like, I guess melodically. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. That makes a lot of sense to me, actually. Yeah. I would also so, like to say that Latrell postponed the op- an open heart surgery twice while touring for this record, and it's like, oh damn, gosh. dude, take care of yourself. Jeez. But uh, this album is like, I think a double diamond, and like, Whoa. this this was the one before they got complete superstardom worldwide because the album following this is when they fully broke out into like the the mainstream quotation marks, but uh. God, I'm I'm just looking at the cover art for Millennium from 1999, and I'm obsessed with this font. I know like, 90s albums. This font is making my brain happy. 90s albums have the best fonts. You'll never ever see them again, and like if you use it, like at any point nowadays in graphic design, people will think you're like doing a bit. But people took that really seriously back then. <laughs> It's cool. It's very cool. It's cool. It reminds me a lot of like the art you would see for like Balenciaga clothing or something. Mm-hmm. Or like, <laughs> I don't know, like, like a Sony Discman. <laughs> like I'm. <laughs> one or, that looks one like or the, the other. <laughs> that looks. That looks like the font that was definitely on my Discman that I had as a kid that I probably listened to the Backstreet Boys on. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry to like, like veer completely off topic, but I'm just now going down a rabbit hole of Joey Armstrong stuff, and immediately found uh Joey Armstrong yeah. responds to claims of sexual misconduct right away. So I am officially withdrawing uh, my my doppelganger. Yeah, allegedly. And I was gonna say, myself. like, I thought one of them was a creep. I didn't know I, that. I thought one of them was creepy. Yeah, but I wasn't sure which one. Well, so that's boo. boo boo to that. That's what I say. Allegedly. I feel like I feel like Joey Armstrong was like involved in the whole Burger Records debacle, which was like a a big debacle in like the LA 
music scene. Allegedly. This is what, like... Very large debacle. Wow. Remind me to throw the word alleged in here, like, overdubbed around a bunch of this. <laughs> Hello, do it, radio. Do it, but do it in, like, do it in, like, Microsoft <clears throat> Sam, so it's, like, alleged. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, like, this album of Backstreet's Back, I get confused with, like, the three ones they were like, the three big ones they released, and I think I keep waiting for, like, um, I want it that way to come on, but that's the next one. That's but next I think, one. I think because of, like, TV and the cultural impact of that song, that song just lives rent-free in the back of my mind, constantly on repeat. Always. Like, forever. I was saying this to you earlier about, like, how every time I hear everybody... My immediate association is this TikTok someone made about their Etsy store where they make, like, paintings that incorporate dinosaur stickers and sell them on Etsy. And one of them, they just had, like, a swarm of velociraptors, like, just one velociraptor and then, and then like, a whole uh, group of them. And, you know, the one, the one velociraptor's like, am I sexual? And the other velociraptors are like, yeah. <laughs> um... Anyway, I would like to own that piece of art and put it on my wall because I think it really represents the importance of your friends hyping you up. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my immediate association. That's the picture that happens in my head is dinosaurs. For I was going to say related to that line in um, that song, everybody. Uh, there's a comment on Genius.com here from user Swish42 that just says, what does sexual means? <laughs> i would like i would like that comment framed and put on my wall yeah that person is definitely like a yahoo answers user or was i guess because that website's gone now i would also like to point out that this comment was made only 10 months ago <laughs> <laughs> well someone <laughs> was bored of the pandemic <laughs> that person has definitely like definitely wrote at least one of those Yahoo Answers things that was like, how do I use a Luigi board? <laughs> <laughs> when I think of the song Everybody, I just remember being back in a grade 8 dance, and them at that point calling this a throwback, which is just mind-boggling <laughs> to think about now as I'm almost 30 years old, and it's just like... <laughs> I just remember, like, all my friends not being into the song, but every, like, yeah, they would all be mouthing the yeah, like they're like begrudgingly yeah. singing along. Because How you can't can you not. not? You can't. You have to be yeah. hyped. Like you can't not get into this song. Like I think of uh, the end of uh, the movie "This Is the End," where they where Jay Baruchel wishes the Backstreet Boys into heaven, and like <laughs> it's this whole random dance scene where it's the Backstreet Boys singing in heaven, and they all do this big dance party to this song, and it's like. That's what this song is to me. Like, it's just this iconic, weird piece of history. It is. It's also like, I, I feel like this is just true of any given pop song of the last 20, 25 years. But like, I feel like if you can sing along with it with literally not knowing any of the words, that makes a solid pop song. Like, you don't oh, know. Yeah. You don't need to know the words. You can just go. Yeah. It's. Inc it's an incredible song. I, I was going to drop all pretense. That song rocks, and I'll defend it with my life. <laughs> I will take a bullet for this song. <laughs> yeah. I will. And or then like, I'll, be, I'll recreate the ending of an that movie with the Backstreet Boys in heaven, even though they are all alive right now. Yeah. 
I mean, you think about, like, I'm just on Max Martin's Wikipedia page. I'm sorry. Um, but <laughs> as, as but you should, I think that's true should. of a lot of songs. A lot of songs of that era, like, you don't need to know any words to Oops, I Did It Again. You can just be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you can just sing along. <laughs> it's true. You don't need to know any words. It's fine. I mean, it's uh, mind control, basically. I mean, I'm reading the lyrics here, and, like, you don't need to know them because there's no actual lyrics. <laughs> it's just. I'm saying everybody, yeah, rock your body, yeah, everybody, yeah, yeah. rock your body, right, oh, back, reach okay. back, all right. <laughs> okay, the reason, the reason I mix, I think part of the reason I mix up Backstreet Boys and NSYNC is because of this song, and then I thought that Justin Timberlake's later solo song, Rock Your Body, was a reference to this, but it's not. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's not. No. It's a, it's a totally understandable connection, though. Yeah. Rock your body, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like it would work. Yeah. <laughs> I think I... there needs to be a mashup. I've I've heard there's already a really good mashup of the the latter, the Justin Timberlake song "Rock Your Body," where it's with uh, Chumbawamba's tub thumping and uh, <laughs> oh man and and uh, "Semi Charmed Life" by Third Eye Blind. Incredible. The mashup, the mashup is called Piss. I will send it in the chat later. <laughs> oh, please do. You'll find Inc- out why. Incredible. It's good. Um, I, I can't listen to like any of those three songs without thinking of the others. Wow. When I was younger, the music video for this song, like, you know, it's like they're in the haunted mansion and they're all like, they're all like the classic, like monster movie monsters, the universal bunch of monster movies. And, um, for a while after I hadn't seen it and I hadn't seen the movie Scary Movie, I confused this music video with the movie Scary Movie and I thought they were like the same thing. I thought it was like a bit in the movie. <laughs> I'm just unlocking a lot of like early 2000s memories right now. They all blend together. Yeah. They do all kind of blend together. It's It feels like everything is just all part of this like same shared universe from that time. The millennial... Uh, cinematic universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, because we've been talking about Britney so much, I want to both say that Britney Spears and the Backstreet Boys both have Las Vegas um, shows now. That is what they're doing these days. They they both have um, residencies doing shows there. That's That's what my brain is telling me that the modern connection is. I mean, I think... Part of Britney's whole deal is she's trying to get out of that. True. She's trying that to get out of the residency. I would love to see Britney, but, like, ethically. Yeah. I want to see Britney on her own terms. Yeah. 100%. More facts about this album. It debuted at number one in Canada, selling 67,000 copies in its first week. And Excellent. by 2007, the album had sold over 1,048,000 hundred thousand copies i think that's the number i can't read numbers that's a big number it's a really big number that's a very very big number i would also like to point out that the uh the genre on wikipedia here says teen pop (laughs) and that's the first i've ever seen it legitimately labeled like that oh yeah that's like a whole part on there's a whole like uh subgenre on wikipedia of teen pop slash bubblegum pop and the evolution of that um, Wild. 
Because because like that that dates back to like the Archies. Oh my god, I forgot. Uh, stop that. <laughs> what are our thoughts on this record? What would be your sum up final thoughts about Backstreet's back? Um, I just want to know where Backstreet went that they came back from. That's what I want to know. I agree. That is a good question. That is a very good question. Also, like. This album came out exactly a year after their first one, so they didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, like, huh? It's like um, shady, shady's back. Tell a friend. It's like, why? What am I gonna tell my friend about? Where did he go? Maybe they were lost. Where did he go? Maybe they were in like a corn maze or something, and they got out. Yeah, and they wanted to announce <laughs> to Maybe everyone. Maybe they were at IKEA. Yeah, they went to IKEA, <laughs> and they just had a hard time. I'm, we can all relate to that. Absolutely. I was at Ikea the other day, and it is a very confusing building to navigate. <laughs> I'm just jealous that you were at an Ikea. I feel like I've, it's been far too long since I've been back to the mothership. <laughs> I'm a... It's a weird store. It, it was fun, though. There is something fun about Ikea. Yeah, they did... It, in the town Dev and I grew up in, they did like tear down the one Ikea to make a bigger Ikea twice the size. So, like... This isn't even my Ikea. This is a new one. It's, it's really big. <laughs> they just moved across the street and built a bigger Ikea. And renamed the road to Sweden Way. No. Yeah, yeah. Is that true? No, they did. It's yes, 100% that is... true. Yep. How is that not currently <laughs> trending on Reddit? That's crazy. Real facts. Damn. Yeah, I guess uh, my... Actually, I have one more question. Did you get to meet the Backstreet Boys? No, it's my this episode. It's my biggest, my biggest shame. No. Tragic. Well, the, well, I wasn't. Damn. Yeah, DW wasn't actually. From what I saw, because I just watched the episode and I didn't. I don't think DW was actually in any of the scenes with the Backstreet Boys. Unless I could be wrong about that, but I don't think so. And um, she's too little. Yeah, she, you know, she's too little. She can't go to the show. It's past her bedtime. That's right. That's right. But I do. I just remember that. I remember you saying that that other guy got to meet Mister Rogers. So, like, just yeah. Yeah, I wish. I, I guess that's the correlation. Yeah, I wish that I, like, I, I, I was in episodes with the Backstreet Boys, and I think I was in like randomly. Like, I think I was in an episode where they definitely like maybe with Mister Rogers too. I mean, I could be totally wrong. My like. Because the thing is, like, doing my podcast, I've sort of been brushing up on Arthur stuff, but I stopped yeah. watching after I got cast, so I actually don't know a ton about the seasons that I was in, only from before, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, That makes a lot of sense. Enough. But it's weird. Like, I don't remember... I just want to know... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I just want to know what season the Yo-Yo Ma episode was, <laughs> when they got Yo-Yo Ma to play Crazy Bus. I need to know. I need to know. Oh yeah, Yo-Yo Ma was a bunny. And he played a jazz remix of Crazy Bus. Um, When was that? Oh, it was season four. Okay. All these, <laughs> all these episodes are like older than I remember. Because I had them all on tape. So like, time is fake. Time is fake. Oh, that I, I was going to say that I didn't remember singing for this episode. So it was weird to watch NCDW singing. And 
sometimes when I watch episodes that I was in now, I just I genuinely laugh at them because I think the, like the DW bits are sometimes so fun. Yeah. <laughs> DW gets all the good lines. Yeah. Like I love the compilations on YouTube where it's like, why don't you go back to your own house and leave us alone? Uh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Or um, there's an episode I just referenced in um, the episode, the my most recent episode of my podcast, where um, DW says uh, she literally says nothing is nothing tastes as sweet as revenge. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. um, my cover photo on Facebook used to be DW holding the library card and being like, "Now I know what true power feels yes. like." <laughs> <laughs> Which I also like because of the other meme where it's like, that sign won't stop me because I can't read. That's my favorite DW meme for sure. Like when people are like, when yeah. I, when I'm, yeah, when I'm like crushing after somebody who's, who's not interested, like that, those signs won't stop me. I can't read or whatever. Like the way that people use that meme yeah. is so creative. <laughs> so many good Arthur memes over the last few years now that I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's wild. Like that one at the beginning of the pandemic of DW holding the fence and looking at the pool that she can't go into anymore and everyone like Always. using that to reference their favorite spots in their city. <laughs> with the with the sunglasses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this album, Jason? I mean, like, I think the the thing that I and maybe this is not I'm curious if you guys will if you'll agree, but um I found the first few songs like it starts with everybody i thought wow this album is starting strong as long as you love me also slaps but then it goes into some other songs that i don't quite remember and i'm wondering if mm-hmm. like i don't know it's it, the album felt longer than it is like there were times where i didn't want to skip songs cuz i knew we'd be talking about the album in its entirety but it's definitely not as good as I thought it. I don't know. Maybe I just don't appreciate it now the way I used to. But overall, I was just like, it's kind of top heavy. And the rest sort of, I don't know. The, there were definitely some forgettable songs on here. I fully agree. Like That's why when I was saying my thing, I only talked about everybody. Because it's like, the first two songs are so iconic and huge. And then everything else just feels like they sucked all the air out of it, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to live up to the bangers, but they're B tier bangers, maybe even C tier bangers. I just love the phrase C tier banger. <laughs> yeah. I like the phrase C-tier. Certainly no email my heart. Huh? <laughs> it's certainly no email my heart. <laughs> from Oops, I did it again. Remember when like Canada tried really hard to have like a teen pop thing with like Prozac? <laughs> i mean we got our we got our I, I always we have a lot of team pop i feel people. like prozac is just that's true prozac that's true. is just like um it it's uh ytv gorillas <laughs> <laughs> that's my take prozac that, that is ytv is, gorillas you're right it was on like ytv mega mix or whatever it was called yeah but also you're right jason we did get our revenge because a lot of modern pop like carly ray is from like my fiance's hometown like <laughs> yeah like Car- yeah. carly ray bieber sean mendez um the weekend 
We have some. We have some. I always uh, forget about that. Yeah, we have some good people. Uh, or some good uh, pop notable, people. Notable Degrassi star Drake. Ah, uh, yes. You, you're you referring to the uh, artist formerly known as Aubrey. Yes. The, the, the Degrassi star name of Drake. I can't think about Drake anymore. I, I he's, this is, I can't, I yeah. can be mean on the radio. I don't care. I, I never got into Drake. I, I thought it was bad. Always bad. <laughs> I just, I just thought his album covers were unreasonably silly. So I like, I always thought he was doing a bit, but he wasn't doing a bit. Like, uh, the one album cover where like his face is coming apart and it just looks really stupid. <laughs> you know, the one. I, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Let's wrap this up, I guess. Uh, I guess the final takeaway is that uh, it's really top-heavy. Yeah. I like that. Des- I like that description of an album. I'm going to steal that from you, Jason. That was that's a good description. Thank you. I mean, I'm flattered. Go ahead, use it. What have you been listening to lately, Jason? What would you recommend to listen to these days? I mean, uh, well, I am. So, I mean, I've, I've definitely mentioned it, but yeah. So based on my age, like I definitely was a teenager at the, like at, at the peak of like pop punk times and, or, at le- or, and I, I'm, so I'm very excited about the resurgence of pop punk that's happening. So definitely, definitely a lot. So like what started with weird, weirdly, like I never would have expected Machine Gun Kelly to be someone that I reference, but that album came out and I was very excited. Um, and then, but, but it's all the, the, it's a lot of offshoot stuff from that. Like now there's, so I'm just looking at my liked songs on uh, Spotify. Like there's this band called Lonely Avenue, the song called Caffeine Dreams. It's great. I feel oh, like I've, very, very I feel like I've seen that. Vibes. I mean, it was only, I feel like I've heard that on TikTok. Yeah. It was added 12 days ago to TikTok. There's also, Ooh. um, there's this awesome artist who's not quite as pop punk. <laughs> In fact, not really pop punk at all, but her name is Julia Wolf. And she's very like um like synth pop, but definitely with some like punk energy. She's she's great. Right. I think I think she's probably gonna be big. Um I hope she's big. Like I've Again, like I, I really like music. Um, I'm definitely not the most, most knowledgeable person when it comes. Like, I don't know all the cool bands and all that stuff. But yeah, I could, I could talk about music for a bit. What about you guys, though? Can I get some recommendations? Oh, geez, what have I been? Tuesday, you go first. Honestly, I've just been listening to like, <laughs> like those like study harder binaural beats because I it's finals. Oh it's yeah. Finals and- <laughs> I'm having a time. I've been so there. That's those, all I listen to right those, now. Those are great. You're talking about those like instrumental long, long playlists. Yeah, the three-hour YouTube videos yeah. that go brrr, and then suddenly I can pay attention. There's one I will c- recommend one to you. It's um, it's a so if you search like lo-fi, I'm gonna look it up now. Lo-fi Zelda study music. Ooh. If you yeah, it's called Zelda and like my Zelda and chill. It's really really good if you like that stuff. That sounds cozy. Um, yeah. One of my favorite coffee shops in Vancouver 
every time I go there for the past year, they've just always put on like lo-fi cafe hip hop beats to study and relax to. And I like that as a cafe, they're trying to like create the vibe. It's a good vibe. Like I definitely have studied and worked to that stuff all the time. Yeah. I think those playlists were a blessing. Like the person mm-hmm. who just put it up one day doesn't know the power they've released on. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess my two recommendations for this week. Um, don't laugh, but I've been revisiting um, neutral milk hotels in the airplane over the sea. <laughs> You're it's allowed. It's good. It's good. I don't. You're allowed. I don't think that's that's not something I'll to laugh it. at. Yeah. I just know because growing up, that album was like a meme on the the few forums that I will not talk about anymore on the internet. It's like it was it was seen as a meme, and I like stopped listening to it. And recently, I've just been jamming to it i'm like no this is good i i'm taking it back for myself it's good there was there was some guy on my for you page on tiktok and their whole bit was they strapped a frozen thing of pizza dough to their face while they were playing the accordion and they were playing the spider-man pizza theme um so they had they had this like you know circular blank pizza dough taped to their (laughs) face and i was like oh my god it's neutral milk hotel and they liked it. they liked it. They thought it was a good joke. <laughs> that is a pretty good joke. I since we're on that joke, everyone thought it was a potato. Yeah. But it's not it's not. It's a it's a it's a cutout. It's a hole. You stick your face in it. Debate in the comments. She's a potato in my heart. And my other recommendation is I have been listening to Antics by Interpol, which is just some real good I don't know how to describe it beyond like indie rock. Like some good antics. That very two thousand five like garage rock revival sound kind of thing. Yeah. That sounded you know. Yeah. That is those are my recommendations for this week. I think I've already recommended Interpol before, but I'm gonna do it again. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you've been listening yeah, I think to you it. You did it again. That I played true. with your heart. Oh, baby, baby. There it is. It's just going to end with a sing-along. I mean, is there... It's like in Shrek when... It's like the Shrek movies where they all end end with a dance party. Oh, yeah. But it's it's our podcast, and it ends with a sing-along. Let's let's end this for... What a journey we've been on. That's today. enough. <laughs> Actually, that's no. Enough. Every every time we end this podcast, it's that's enough. <laughs> Just I've had it. I'm pretty sure we do that like most episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just our thing, where we just go on like we, we just let our consciousness take us for a ride vaguely around whatever we're supposed to be talking about, but instead yeah. we just talk about you know how Digimon are like little rabbits that you gave a gun to or something. <laughs> Again, it's true. I think your takes on the Digimon movie are so excellent, and I feel like more people need it in their lives. Thank I think you. we should. I think we should have another viewing party sometime soon. I was. I was wanting uh, Devlin before you leave to view the Hanson tape that I thrifted recently, but <laughs> like I don't think that'll work since you're so busy. So I'm just gonna have to figure out how to like digitize it. <laughs> We'll have a big pod watch together of something ridiculous. We'll all watch the Digimon movie and the Hanson thing. Yeah, I will. I will prop my webcam 
towards my TV and play it on my tape player and just be like, can you hear it? <laughs> well, if you if you do that, I, I hope that uh, I hope that my discord invite doesn't get lost in the mail because I'm in. That sounds great. All right. No, you are, you are always welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much. This lived up <laughs> this lived up to my wild ex, wildest expectations that I had. This was so fun. I'm it amused me glad. deeply. Yeah, this was fantastic. <laughs> okay. Um let's let's end this. I'm definitely Galloway. I'm you Tuesday for Oh my god. <laughs> you cut me off Tuesday. I'm god sorry. Damn it. I'm sorry. Brain not works too good. <laughs> I'm Devlin Galloway. You can follow me at Devlin Galloway on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow this podcast at Music Is Good Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Our Patreon is still not up because I'm in the middle of moving to Europe, so we'll deal with that later. Haha. <laughs> um, I'm Tuesday Ferguson. You can follow me on Instagram at Mimichi, but only if you can figure out how to spell it because I'm not gonna spell it. Um, <laughs> Jason, what's your what's your dealio? What's your info? So let people know where you can find you. I am Jason Schwimmer. You can follow me on Instagram at Jason Schwimmer. And I also won't, I'm going to be in solidarity with Tuesday and not spell it. Um, But please listen to surprise. Please listen to finding DW. I'm working very, 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 very hard on it. And uh, it's a good one. I'm very proud of it. It's a good pod. Thank you. I'm very happy with how it's coming out. And Way more people are listening to it than I thought would, which is great. Um, but mostly, I'm just I'm very proud of it, and I and I would love it if people would listen because I think it's good. So please it's check really out good. Finding DW it's- wherever you listen to podcasts. Please do. We will link it in the description of this podcast as well. Yeah, we will. Yeah. And my Patreon, yeah. my Patreon is up. All right. We'll also link to that. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll no. Link to that, I'm just, I'm just, I'm only teasing because I'm not moving to Europe, so I had time. So my pod, my Patreon is up. <laughs> I just don't know how the internet works, so I'm. That's why I'm not doing it myself. It's like this is your job. I'm sorry. It's, it's complicated. I, I don't even understand how to do it, so it's fine. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to put myself through post secondary. You can figure it out. <laughs> You can figure out Patreon. Okay, let's end this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Good. Thank you for putting up with my short attention span. <laughs> okay, so are we still recording? Back streets, back, all right.